Howdy Yokes, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Edgehill. And today is Monday. And this is Bacon and Eggs. So go on a side quest and get betrayed by your whole team. Because today we're bringing you The Mandalorian. The lost episode. The lost episode now found. Now actually, just re-recording. Yeah, we're just re-recording we it. So uh, this will be interesting. The good thing, Ethan. Okay, so chapter six, the prisoner, was directed by Rick Famuyiwa, and I don't remember the other stuff he did. It's like we literally never had this conversation. Uh, and he was. It came out December thirteenth, twenty nineteen, which is now seven more days than the hundred and forty-six days ago that it has been, because this is a week later. So one hundred and fifty-three days ago, eighty-six on Rotten Tomatoes. No. Uh, audience or metacritic scores here heathen i want to talk about the prisoner the mandalorian episode the prisoner but directed by rick famuyiwa directed by rick famuyiwa and released on J uh, december 13th 2019 153 days ago the exact example you just gave i'm not gonna lie to you they're going to play the intro to this podcast at podcasting conventions as like a what not to do what do you mean like they're gonna be like you can't just repeat the intro over and over just get to the freaking point if you're going to talk about Rick Famuyiwa and the Prisoner Chapter 6 of The Mandalorian, just talk about Prisoner Chapter 6 Mandalorian The Famuyiwa Rick. It was released on December 13, 2019, <laughs> 153 days ago, which is just like, I, I'm kind of sad that we lost the episode because now we'll be 153 days ago for the rest of the series, which is only two episodes, but still... We're not 146 days ago anymore. My question is, for the next season, do we wait 146 days before we start recording? I mean, I mean that would be a great bit, but we should probably just do it week to week. I mean, it, is there a, a even a plan for it to come out for a second season? Yeah, it's cleared for three seasons. Okay, I yeah, greenlit and 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 it in progress are two entirely different things. I believe it is not actively shooting, obviously, uh, but I believe that there are like the story. It, it is story storyboarded it is ready for shooting yeah and bethesda said a year ago they were working on elder scrolls 6 i'll hold my breath <laughs> anyway i want to talk about this episode this is the one that from the beginning you and i have said is a total side quest yeah and i i have agreed with you up until today and the losing of this episode has caused me to rethink the way I'm viewing this episode. This is not a side quest to our current mission. I mean, it is, but it is a setup to a future mission and it is a revealing episode that Mando stole the ship. Mando knows Quinn. Mando does not know the rest of this party. And if you notice in the episode, if you watch- Who is they, Quinn? What are you Quinn, talking about? Quinn is the male Twi'lek. Okay. Is he? Mando shows up. Yes. Mando shows up on this planet and everything they ask him, he does not respond saying like, oh, I remember that. That was the good old days. Any of that stuff. He doesn't say any of it. And anytime they ask him a question, he just gives this vague answer where he'll be like, oh my God, you're saying he's not the same Mandalorian. Yeah. Holy. <laughs> yeah. Holy. What? That's exactly what I'm saying. That, okay. I thought you were just meandering on some nonsense. Like, okay, yeah, you stole the ship. Like, cool. Who, I don't care if he's still, okay. I'm with you now. He is not the same Mandalorian. What a, this is the future of the Mandalorian right here is now we've got this like rogues gallery of characters that showed up that are leading us to a different Mandalorian that will be 
a big bad. And I think the only thing that I think breaks this for you is he knows Xion's name. No, he knows Quinn's name. That's the only one that he says. No, he knows Xion's name. Does he? Yeah. Maybe he knew Xion as well. Maybe. I mean, that could be the falling out right there is that he meets. But the he knows Ran and he knows Xion and he knows Quinn. That's the three of them. He doesn't. He doesn't necessarily know Ran. I don't know. I I don't think it's the I mean, same. I see what you're saying from. I see where you're coming from. But like without provocation, he names Xion. I could have missed that detail. I think we're looking at a different Mandalorian here. That would be a big one for sure. If he like, God, stole the armor too. Well, it would be completely different. They never would have seen him in this armor because he just got it. It'd just be the helmet. Okay. Hmm. I still don't think it's an important episode. I don't know that this thing is going to come. Like, I would love to participate in this theory with you. And I'm glad that you came up with this theory. I don't necessarily. That that seems that seems a bit ambitious. I don't think it does. Like, we just... Uh, I feel like that is outside of the parameters to which they would make this story. I don't think so. I think that's it's such a good play on the helmet of being like nobody gets to see your face. So if you were to show up, you know, like you're always in this sort of perfect disguise of, you know, it's like the the stormtrooper thing. They all look the same sort of. So you're saying he stole the helmet in addition to the ship. It could be that he stole the helmet or it could just be that he knows that this guy Ran used to fly with a Mandalorian and he just shows up and the Ran is just like, hey, that's Mando. Okay. I mean, Ran seems like he sees a pretty much rotating door of uh, heroes and villains through this door way. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you. I just, the evidence isn't strong here. If you, <sighs> I mean, I get what you're saying. He is, he's is very vague and doesn't necessarily want to like admit his past, but he knows Shion and Quinn. Let's see. He does know Quinn. That's the detail that, that hangs me up. I don't know for sure that he knows Shion. Okay. I mean, you can keep saying this, but it happened. Go back to, you're, you're watching it. Go back to the beginning. I'm watching. I'm literally on that scene right now. I love how many of them are, how many characters show up that are like former something throughout New Age Star Wars, like former Stormtrooper or Sharpshooter. That's a uh, feature that I'm a fan of. And they straight up say, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a direct blast in the Stormtroopers. And it's like his Imperial Sharpshooter. Mando goes, well, that's not much of a compliment or whatever. Right. That's not saying much. Yeah, that's not saying much. He's like, I wasn't a Stormtrooper, wise ass. I like that guy. I, I like I, like that guy. I think he did good. It is, he's insufferable. I think that's the point. He's, suppo he's supposed to be... Uh, right, but like, if uh, you're going to get Simon cipher. Pegg, just get Simon Pegg. He's supposed to be Cypher from The Matrix. He's not supposed to be Simon Pegg from Mission Impossible. I mean, okay, but he is. I don't. To me, that is a part that they wrote for Simon Pegg and just couldn't get him. Oh, he does say Shan's name. Yeah. Huh. Bill Burr didn't want to do it, turns out. Bill Burr hates Star Wars. Really? Yeah. John Favreau like, Disney, bugged him until he did it. You think Disney was like, hey, Bill, Bill, hey, Bill. Hey, gross comedian. We want you on our team. No, it's John Favreau. I got, I got that Disney check, though. Do you think that was John Favreau's oh, text message? Oh, almost certainly, yeah. Here's a bunch of money. <laughs> well, obviously, Bill Burr wasn't like, I'd say, if it's for you, John, I'll do it. That that was not the conversation. I mean, it might be. Who knows? <laughs> You're right. I don't know what Bill Burr is like. I think that's like. how a lot of Hollywood goes down. Okay, so we're amending the theory. I, there's there's more to it. I mean, I think you might be onto something. It, it, it's not as cut and dry as that, though. I think it was a different... I, it, just based on... The, if you watch the episode with that mentality, every interaction he has is like, he doesn't know these people, and he's waiting for them to give him enough information so that he can form a response. It bugs me. Yeah, that's what I used to do in, in like class in college. Yeah. It's like, not read the book. And then wait for somebody to talk about it and then formulate a response and then piggyback it. Right. 100%. Piggybacking off of what uh, Brandon said. 100% that's how I got through most of my classes in college. Just do the reading, kids. Do the, oh my God, do the freaking um, reading. 
I what what has always bothered me about this entire show is that they refer to him as Mando like it's his name. Yeah, that's dumb. What would you like? Would you rather them call him like John Killer Man, like John Killerman? No, it's just like he's a Mandalorian. But like I don't know, you don't just go up to people and be like, "What's up, Hugh Man?" I'm gonna call you Man because you're a human. Whatever, man. Haha. <laughs> it even fits. Even context. Like. No, I agree with you. It's a silly name. It's just weird that, like, oh, if you want to shorten it, whatever, but, like, they address him like that, like, universally. Yeah. That's the other thing that I think strengthens my theory is that I feel like if you ever see a Mandalorian in the wild, you call them Mando. I don't think you do, though. I think it's just this guy. I think that, like, Darude Sandstorm or whatever his name is, is, like, he's the cool Mandalorian. Right. You can come up to him (laughs) and be like... And, and I mean, maybe this lends some argument because like Grief Karga sure seems pretty chummy with him and he doesn't seem particularly hot on Grief Karga. No, he does not like Grief Karga. But Grief Karga comes up and is like, Mando, good to see you again. <laughs> Mando, care for some potions? What is his name? It's because they say it in the next one or the next episode or whatever. Do they? Yeah, it's like Duran Duran or something. No. <laughs> Everybody wants to. Din Djarin. That's, That's the Mando's name? Mm-hmm. D-I-N-D-J-A-R-I-N. The D is silent? Yeah. Some Django Unchained right there. Well, I mean, it might not be... I can't remember exactly how they say it. They might say Djarin. I don't think so. We'll find out. Din Djarin. I don't, I don't remember. But that is his That is his name. It is not Duran Duran, but I was pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so also, everybody six, wants to rule the world is not a Duran Duran song. <laughs> I know. I said that. I said that's not Duran Duran. Okay. I didn't hear. I was busy Googling, but Hungry Like the Wolf is what you're looking for. That is the one I'm looking for. Yep. This is so weird redoing this episode because like I, I feel like I don't have anything to talk about because we've already talked about it, but they haven't heard us talk about it. So just say whatever's on your mind, Ethan. I don't know, I man. have to re-remember what Rick Famuyiwa made. And you know, it was dope. With Zoe Kravitz and ASAP Rocky. It was dope with Zoe Kravitz and ASAP Rocky and uh, Shamik Moore from Spider-Verse. Yes. And Tony Revolori and Kiersey Clemens. Sure. And Blake Anderson. Yeah, I'm sure lots of people were in that movie. Generally, movies have more than three people in them. Do you think Luke Bryan should be allowed to be an American Idol judge? Um... Sure. I feel like Luke Bryan, Katy Perry, Lionel Richie is a very is that who the current that's the current idol uh, judges gallery. are. Yeah, <sighs> they've been there for like three or four years. It it is it is news to me right now that American <laughs> Idol still exists. <laughs> they had uh, like Disney Week last week. It was awesome. Cool. I'm sure it was great. Those are uh, those are great songs. All of them. Every last one. Oh, I just can't wait. To be king. Yeah, adult singing those songs is never weird. Jonathan Taylor Thomas was a child, but he also didn't sing it, so. Um, yeah, I mean, I... <laughs> what were you saying? It's a very entertainer-heavy what? Yeah, so it's like a very entertainer-heavy rogues gallery. Like, like, I feel like Simon... You learned the term rogues gallery since the last time we recorded. No, I didn't. I just remembered the term rogues gallery. I've known the term rogues gallery. Also, I said it about Mysterio last time we recorded. So... I don't think you did, but you said it twice in this episode now. <laughs> well, you know, the villains of American Idol. The people who make you go home. I guess America <laughs> also makes you go home. I mean, it was, the was it like, it was like Randy Jackson, Simon Cowell, and Paula Abdul. What did they know? I 
I don't know who Paula Abdul is. I really don't know who I Simon don't... Cowell is. And Randy Jackson was one of the Jackson Five, right? I, he was Dad Jackson, I think. Or maybe he was br- older brother Jackson. Older brother Jackson, yeah. Yeah, he was Dad Jackson. Yeah, not Dad Jackson. He was, he was like he was like pop star Al Roker. I guess. I don't know. I don't know who any of those people... Simon Cowell is a judge. He, he was like, he was the label guy or whatever on like is X Is that Factor. what he was? No, but like prior to all that, like who... Like how did Simon Cowell get found? That's what I want to know. I, I think he's like a label guy. But like, how do you get into that? How do you, how do you, how do you, he's a record executive. That's who he was. That's uh, what I just said. Yeah, I know. I know. I just didn't know. After like, some weird... success in the 1980s and 90s as a record producer, talent scout, and consultant in the UK music industry, Cowell came to prominence in 2001 as a judge on Pop Idol, a show which he and its creator, Simon Fuller, successfully pitched to ITV controller of entertainment, Claudia Rosencrantz. Which then became American Idol, I'm guessing. I mean, no. Yes, but no. It, it was, it, it, I mean... They made an American version, but it was originally British. Right. Okay. So he just like, he just got really lucky, right? Like Ryan Seacrest, was he the radio guy before Idol or did he become Ryan Seacrest after Idol? No idea. The, the, like, so Simon Cowell, Simon Cowell is the Ricky Gervais of American Idol. He built it in the UK and then came over here and was like, we're going to find Steve Carell. Yes. Only instead of Steve Carell, they found... Ryan Seacrest. No, no. The winner of season one. Kelly Clarkson. Clarkson. Yeah. Justin Guarini. Yeah, I knew that I knew that Justin was from Justin to Kelly. (laughs) Next week I'm making an egg. Oh God, Jesus Christ. (laughs) I would rather cover Camp Rock. (laughs) Uh, Truthfully. This is how we get get to there. How do we? Uh, how did we get here from Mandalorian? <laughs> Why did you just? You literally were just like, "Tell me what's on your mind." And then you went, "Should Luke Bryan be allowed to be a judge on?" You want to know how we got there? Rick Famuyiwa uh, directed Dope, which starred Shamik Moore, Tony Revolori, Kiersey Clemens, and then Blake. And then there's a break. There's a, you know, it goes to a new line. Uh, Anderson. So then I was thinking about Blake Shelton, who would be a significantly better judge. He's a judge on The Voice. He like runs The Voice. Oh, you're right. <laughs> and The Voice is significantly worse. See, now we have a new problem. Do you watch the? Do you watch any of these shows? No, I never have. I watched America's Got Talent for a while. I, you know what bothered me about Talent? Talent was better They're, than Idol in every way. Okay, no, Talent has a few glaring flaws. One. You can't call it America's Got Talent and then award a singer in every single season as the victor. They did too, though. That was what I liked about it. Is it like it was a little bit different? Two, I always felt like they would be so surprised when people would go up on stage with these talents. And I, I this bothered me a lot when I was younger. Not so much now. It makes sense now. Uh, but when I was younger, I couldn't get past like they go up on these stage to do these amazing acts and the uh, and the judges are like wow i did not expect to see somebody that amazingly talented and i was like it's a talent show With, like, yeah but i mean like if you were that's the thing is they're not people, just singing we- they're doing the, a lot of those people are doing stuff that like if i was sharon osborne there's a lot of things that i wouldn't know were possible if i'm sharon osborne i don't know anything is possible i mean i don't know it was it was a wild show, man. Like I I remember watching it from the I watched it at the beginning when it was like Regis Philbin and David Hasselhoff and Piers Morgan and Brandy. Yeah, yeah. And then Jerry Springer took Regis's spot. And then Nick Cannon took Jerry Springer's spot. And then now Terry Crews does it. Is it Terry Crews now? Who who's, who's judging now? Simon Howie. Wait, Heidi they've got Klum. Simon Cowell on America's Got Talent now? Uh, is I that think I knew one? that. I knew that. Never mind. I knew that. Yeah, he's on AGT. Because he replaced and... uh, he replaced Howard Stern. Yeah. 
who replaced Piers Morgan. Yeah. Um, and then we've got Howie Mendel. Um, They've had a lot Heidi of cool, Klum like, like Sharon Lovett. Osbourne, and then it was like Heidi Klum and Mel B. Yeah. I, I've been, I, I like the judges so much better on talent. I always have. Just like, I think that they, they get a group of people that works better together. So I want to know, can they show me what the act is for each season? Okay, so season one winner, Bianca Ryan. It was like a child singer, yeah. Uh, is that what she is? I she's, think so. she's younger than you and I. She's a singer-songwriter and actress. And then it was a ventriloquist. Uh, and then it was Neil Boyd, who... Uh, opera Neil Boyd, singer. Opera singer. Kevin Skinner and Michael Graham are both, looks like, singer-songwriters. Uh, Lando Eugene Murphy Jr., singer of some sort uh oh late dogs dog trainer huh. and then matt franco looks like a singer and that gets me through season oh no he's a magician my mistake he also looks like a magician then a ventriloquist and then no. what? season oh no you're right i'm sorry there's no photo for season 10 season 11 was a ventriloquist uh season 12 season 10 was, was a ventriloquist another... season 11 was another ventriloquist no see, no you were you singer were right. songwriter sorry, season 10. yeah there's a lot of singer song it is but it's also it's singer songwriters as opposed to just like People that do covers. Well, like Scotty McCreary sings his own songs. He sung them on Idol? They, as part of like the You are not, you, you're, you're, know, stop I'm talking until you get back to your microphone. One thing I like about current Idol, which is weird that I'm talking about it this much, I don't even watch Idol. It's like on sometimes. Yeah, when, where like, is all this coming from? <laughs> you still haven't gotten to your point about Luke Bryan. <laughs> I would have thought that, oh, my problem with Luke Bryan is that he's a gimmick singer and so is Katy Perry and, uh. And their vocal coach right now, not vocal coach, but their like entertainment coach right now in Idol is Bobby Bones, who is also a gimmick singer. So it's I wouldn't like, call Bobby Bones a singer. Oh, he has a band, right? He does those like country covers things. I mean, sure, but he's a, like he is a radio host, right? He's Bobby Bones' radio host, but he's yeah. the one that like coaches See, it's the them Bobby through Bones the season. Show. Bobby, if we're talking about syndicated radio, it goes Bobby Bones, Ryan Seacrest, and then like every other syndicated radio show, and then Elvis Duran and the JJS Morning Show. Um, yeah, Elvis, du I Elvis, hate Duran, Elvis Duran is the Duran worst for sure. morning host. Is, is Ryan Seacrest a radio guy? He does top forty every weekend. He does. Yeah. When is the last time you think I listened to the top forty? I don't know. You're like a music person. Casey Kasem was still doing stuff? it. No, no, he was not. You have listened to freaking Ryan Seacrest countdown. No, I haven't. Top 40. It, I have not. It, it was it was when I was a child that I that I got up Sunday morning and listened to the top forty. I mean, you've never been driving and just had it on, and we're like, oh, Ryan Seacrest does that now. No, oh. I can I can. Oh, uh, let's see. Since I got my license in two thousand nine, I have probably listened to maybe. 10 total hours of radio in my car. Really? Yeah, I never listen to the radio ever. I have never listened to the radio in my car while I'm driving. That's mind blowing. Now, like, I'm not a radio person either. I'm definitely a whatever media I have with me, but like, never your phone has been dead and the charging cable didn't work quite the way you wanted it to, and you just cut on the freaking radio for some noise. Yeah, I have a CD. You have a CD in your car, like, all the time? Yeah. To this day? Uh, your car doesn't have a CD port. Yeah, it does. Nuh-uh. Yeah, 100%. There's something um, in there. I uh, believe, um, uh, what is it? What is it? What is it? What is it? It is either Maroon 5 Songs About Jane or uh, The Suffer and the Witness by Rise Against. I think today's top 40 is better than both of those CDs. You're factually incorrect. <laughs> oh my God. Are you, like, are you kidding me? Uh, I would long? so much rather listen to, to, to Prayer of the Refugee than Say So by Doja Cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not crazy about that song. It is, it is okay. Oh, uh, the one best. I liked, the Marshmallow Halsey song was good. Uh, that was cool. Um, doing a great job talking about Mandalorian right now. I don't. You, 
let's see. What is um? I'm just gonna go from Sp- uh, Spotify. What is what is my top on Spotify right now? Where? How do I get to the charts on? I don't know how to use Spotify on desktop at all. You can just Google current top forty. Uh, let's see. Rockstar by the Baby. Uh, let me tell you who I'm not listening to is the Baby or anything like by Travis the- Scott or definitely anything by known rapist and pedophile six nine. There's a Justin Bieber song up there. Uh. I don't know any of these songs, actually. Yeah, I don't listen to top radio or top 40 radio anymore at all. Yeah, these are all artists I know nothing about. It's all like new hip hop artists. Yep. This is a generate. We're old, dude. Yeah, but no, we're not old because like what I would call pop music isn't even popular anymore. What do you what would you call pop music? Like, like, you you know what pop music is? What are you talking about? I mean, pop music just means popular music. Yeah, but it doesn't, though. It never has, and it doesn't, and you know that. I don't know that. No, pop music means in the top 40. That is what pop music is. No, but it doesn't, though. Because, like... The baby is not pop music. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Travis Scott's Memories. not pop music. Drake's not pop music. Drake is the epitome of pop. Music. It's not Drake, though. Drake's Drake a rapper. May as well, no, Drake may as well be Taylor Swift, as far as I'm concerned. Taylor Swift. After, okay, so when Taylor Swift made Red, she became pop music. When she shifted away from country. Yeah, yeah. That is not her. That, she she been... doesn't do rock. She doesn't rap. She does radio music that isn't. Rap music or country music. Right now, pop music is what are the most TikToks made of. I'm sure they are. I, I just don't know any of these songs because I don't listen to Top 40 Radio. I have no interest in this. But like, there's not a name. I mean, I guess Drake. But there's not a name that I would listen to in this like top 10. The 20th song is Memories by Maroon 5. You would listen to Maroon 5. I wouldn't listen to New Maroon 5. No, their new stuff is Garbo. Are you really trying to argue with me that like Songs About Jane is a bad record? I don't. No, I'm not like, telling you it's a bad record. I'm just telling you like... It sounds like you're a dad having songs about Jane in your car stereo. I'll tell you why. It was in there. It's been in there since I bought it. Like, I bought the CD, like, probably, uh, I don't remember why, but I was, like, at some place where those two CDs were on sale, like, in the $5 bin at, I guess it was probably Walmart, and I was just, like, screwing around, and I bought two CDs, and they, it was when I had my Toyota Camry, and they moved from my Toyota Camry to my Mazda, and they've been there since then. You know, CD was in my car for a long time, right when I got it? What? Hot Mess by Cobra Starship. Nice. Yeah. Long, long time. Not my current car. I don't think my current car has a CD drive. I believe, actually, I think I only have one of those CDs left between, and I don't know which one it is. It's either Songs About Jane or uh, Suffering the Witness, but one of those got traded in with my Camry. Nice. It's like, no, my phone doesn't die a lot. Well, obviously, my phone will never die now. Like, right, the lightning port just works. Also, like, if, if no, so I this is not entirely true. Um, if I'm driving around Roanoke, and this is true in, I, I probably listen more to the radio than than I would have said, because I did used to actually listen to Bobby Bones every now and then. Oh, yeah, you know who Bobby Bones is. I'm remembering I this. I'm remembering this. But, like... That's that was my point is though I would much rather listen to country radio. Oh yeah. I yeah. Like if I got to deal with the radio, not. I would much rather listen to Star Country or 973 the Eagle. Until that uh Granddad's Never Die song goes away. Oh, and then the sound goes off in the car. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like that song. Cuz like I've been having Bluetooth problems recently and there's this has happened a couple times where it'll be like my phone won't connect to Bluetooth or it'll drop the Bluetooth. And so the radio will automatically start playing and I have to like stop the car to get the Bluetooth hooked back up. But I'm yeah. driving like to Kroger. So it's just not worth it. Right. It's like a five minute drive. I'm not going to stop for three minutes to try to make the Bluetooth work. So I'll listen to like two country songs on Star Country. And then by the time I get back in the car, the Bluetooth has figured itself out. I'm not a radio guy. If I want to know what's popular, I'll just go on the chart and listen to it. 
You know what I liked this week's episode of The Mandalorian. That's Circling actually back to that. That's just real quick. One last point. That's actually how I found that Halsey and Marshmallow song is because I randomly decided to listen to whatever the number one song on the Spotify chart was to see what it sounded like. And I was like, oh, this is a banger. And then the next song started playing and it was aggressive. Like it, it hurt my ears. <laughs> There's a lot of these songs that I'm not a, a super fan of. There's a big, the, I like rap music. There's a big movement in rap music right now that I'm not a fan of, but I am old. So that's fine. I am not a TikTok are, user. Therefore, I don't care about what songs get me the most like viral noises it is weird on tiktok it is because it's like that's how uh old boy became so famous the little nas x yeah he just made memes yeah until old town road was everywhere yep anyway the mandalorian this episode of the mandalorian is brought to you by tiktok it's not it's not if they want to sponsor this show i will let them know I wouldn't even begin to know what kind of content to make for them, though. Like, I, go I couldn't make a TikTok right now. You know what makes hella good TikToks is uh, Mary Clay Watt. I don't know if she does, though. I know that she because, does. But is that what TikTok's like? It's just like, because she just makes vines, but longer. Yeah. I think from from the vibe I'm getting, that is sort of the direction we're trending is they got people in with like catchy songs and everything. I and see, now, I thought we were trending away from that. Like, I thought that was the pitch to begin with. I thought we were trending away from that. No, the original pitch was musically, which was like just lip sync. And then when like when I first downloaded TikTok, if you went into the app, your like for you page was people dancing and doing like workouts to these like the same like five sounds. And now, at least for me, I see a lot more like sketch comedy and well that i can that i can bits. deal with i'll tell you what i don't have tiktok downloaded on my phone um i do not want to be invested at all in the time suck because i had just i have too many things to do um but i'll watch mary clay's when she sends them to me and i do it in the browser so it automatically starts playing some random video after that and every yeah. time it's this like latino song of this woman going like no soy and i'm like stop it Every time. Well, yeah. So when you go to the browser, I think it just shows you like five or six that'll like auto catch you. But it doesn't. It makes like, me that that is the the driving factor for me not downloading TikTok is that I'm like, if this is what TikTok is actually like instead of what Mary Clay just sent me, I don't want it. But now, but now here's the thing. Here's the thing, Ethan. You've just told 2000 people or more about this moment. And they're like, what, what the heck is he talking about? I better download the app and check that out. See what that is. No, it's if you download got, the app, it's not no, going to happen sorry. to you. If you download the app, it's not going to happen to you. Just have somebody send you a TikTok and let it open in Safari on your iPhone. Holy crap, have you looked outside? No. It's like torrential downpour right oh, yeah. now. When did that start? Uh, I don't know. I can hear it on the roof. That's not I usual. Can, I can see it right outside my window. This is so fast. I don't I have, have a window, so. <laughs> I say as though I didn't have a window in my old office, but I do have one in this office also. I had one. It's the same wall. It's the exact same wall. <laughs> you are underneath where you used to be. <laughs> It's just fascinating to me. So the Mandalorian episode six. Uh, tell me about the scene where he turns the lights off and beats everybody one by one. Oh, man. That was freaking awesome. Great scene. Yeah. It, it, like I said, this is the one it becomes. And, and Ludwig Gordonson even puts some of the like the the like us soundtrack in there, like uses some of the, the scoring method <laughs> with the like very sharp violins. Yeah. And, and, and you get the impression from the beginning, like, oh, this isn't going to be your normal episode of The Mandalorian. This is going to be Mandalorian horror episode. Right. Uh, let me run down a few of the points that we talked about last time we recorded this. Uh, this reminded me of a Doctor Who episode. Uh, uh, I really like the part where he beats up all the other guys. I like where uh, they he pulls the arm off the droid and then uses that to open the door. That was like a callback to earlier in the episode when yeah. you see Zero like have the... Yeah. 
thing oh, in his um, arm. We have notes Zero. on this episode from Casey Winters. Oh, do we? Because we talked about uh, the pilots, the X-Wing pilots last time. There's somebody. There's somebody, yeah. And, and, and we asked Casey Winters who they were, and then he responded a little bit after we finished recording. And now we have that information, and I'm pulling up Discord to find out. Oh, an unread message from Mots. Look at that. Well, you do or you do? I do. Oh. Well, Mots, you can message me also. I, I love you, buddy. Uh, he messaged me to tell me that he bought my book, which is very cool. And then he, uh, I said, thank you so much. And then he responded, and I looked at like the message and then didn't like open it. So it's mm. still just chilling there to let me know that I need to respond to him. Well, he can message me that he bought your book. <laughs> I, I mean, I would read that message. Oh my God. Did we have an entire, yeah, we did. We had like a huge conversation about chiropractor since then. <laughs> Frank. Who did? We did. Oh. The whole chat, yes. yes. Uh, what else? Uh, oh, uh, oh, here we go. Here we go. Jump. Mr. Krabs is in this yeah, episode. Yeah, Mr. Krabs uh, and Nymphadora Tonks. And this is the second episode, in or second week in a row, that I've had to listen to Xion laugh like that. And if I never have to listen to her speak again, we're good. <laughs> ah, one of them is Dave Filoni. Don't know who the other ones are, but the guy in the control room with the funny shoes and the helmet is Matt Lanter, who voices Anakin in the Clone Wars. You see, these are just connections. That's, that's your report from Casey Winters, from Ice Cream Manatee himself. There he is. If you don't listen to the Hello from Elsewhere, you should now. If you don't listen to the Hello from Elsewhere, the Hello, from, just drop the the. That's <laughs> already dropped. Just Hello from Elsewhere. It's clean. It was never there. <laughs> it was what Docking Bay nine and seventy nine point seven five before Docking Bay nine and three quarters. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's a great just, name. I know. Hello from Elsewhere is a great name, too. Stop being good at naming things, Casey and Valerie. You know who's got great voices also is Casey and Valerie. I honestly, we don't, but we should we should pitch their show as like a, here's the problem with the making it a to fall asleep to show, is that it's genuinely interesting and genuinely good. Right, it's just and then people fall podcasting. asleep. But, but you should listen to it as you fall asleep every single night. That's that's what I'm telling you. And don't, don't be like Mary Clay who tried to fall asleep to Night Vale. You never fall asleep to Night Vale? I mean, I have, I'm sure, but like, I wouldn't use it as my nightly routine. You will start having There's, weird dreams. That's exactly, exactly the point. You go get a nightcap, you go upstairs, you listen to Night Vale. Uh, Eat a big old turkey you, sandwich and then... Uh, <laughs> a big old turkey sandwich. And then, dude, you can fly. You'll be having who some, needs, uh, some who Ebenezer needs Scrooge type dreams. Yeah. Have you met Peter Pan? Pete Pan, as I call him? <laughs> Of course you do. <laughs> what else would you call him? Pedro Pascal. Yeah, we did what a is... bad job talking about this episode. We did, a, which is sucks because last time we did a really good job of talking about this episode, <laughs> like a really good job. We need to take the pressure off of ourselves to stay on topic, and here's why I think that. No, we don't. We not... do that in the other show. This is the point of this. You literally designed this to be a show where we stayed on topic. What other show do we not stay on topic in? Bacon and eggs normal episodes. Oh, you're right. Crap. <laughs> I thought you meant the hash rounds, and I was like, I try very hard to stay on topic. There. No, no, There's no, a no, lot no, of work no, 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 normal bacon and eggs. This one, you're like, I want to stay on topic. We're doing 45 minute episodes. Like, let's let's really do a deep dive into these episodes of the Mandalorian. But I already I used all my deep dive, and I just remembered how much <laughs> I didn't like this episode. Rewatching it, I remember how much I liked it. I liked it more and more every time I've watched it. I've seen it four times now, and I'm team this episode. I've seen it thrice, and I've liked it less each time. I'm very excited know. for next week when things get back to, like, story. It's Jakku. It's not Jakku. It's not Jakku. Roses are red. God, it is Violets really raining. Oh, I know. Listeners, I mean, can you hear that? I mean, you'll know if they can hear that. You could just you could just edit in 
throughout the whole episode, like the sound of torrential just thunder. Downpour. Yeah, like the occasional thunderclap, like some ambient sound. I already have thunderclaps and stuff downloaded on my computer. You get like 45 minutes of it, and then people will be like, I'm going to fall asleep listening to Bacon and Eggs. It's like two dudes talking in a different room, but they're in this room. <laughs> they're in this room. They're in my ears. <laughs> they're like very close to me. The soothing sound of your friends already eating breakfast. There's nothing better. You're waking up in the lodge and you hear the kind of clink clank of silverware. Oh, then they knowing they the started without you. And you're gonna wake up. You're gonna walk out to a cold pan of eggs. <laughs> but I mean, there's something endearing about and go, that. Dang, right? I slept too long and I am extremely hungover. <laughs> I'm just going straight back to chapter retreat now. That's that's me. Anytime there's a cabin involved. Yeah, when you talked about like hanging out with your friends at the lodge, eating breakfast, I've like I go back to waking up in in the loft of Stephen Plotz's lake house because that was my bed. Right. After somehow climbing up that spiral staircase at 4 a.m. <laughs> Likely with a guitar in hand. Likely with a guitar in hand. Retreat. Blacked out. <laughs> don't don't drink and, and fraternize, uh, listeners. You get here's the thing they don't tell you when you're a kid about drinking is you sleep badly when you drink yes you sleep sleep very badly and then you wake up the next morning tired and grumpy and with a headache yes do you remember that episode of school of rock where he's like means i was drunk yesterday and then i remember i saw that episode that scene and then for many moons to come, people like somebody would be around and be like, that's not exactly what a hangover is. Maybe it even happens in the movie. I don't know. It's exactly what a hangover is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's all I've got this week on the Monday, Lori and Ethan. We'll be back Do to normal have- next week talking about uh, actual good things about an episode of The Mandalorian. Yes. Because next week's episode is crazy. Is it? I haven't seen it. I believe yet. so, if I remember correctly. I don't remember. But I'm excited to talk about it. But thank you for listening to this episode of Bacon and Eggs, a movie lovers podcast. Bacon and Eggs is a production of WBNE. WBNE.org to see other podcasts like this one. It's a really cool website, and I designed it myself, so it would really mean a lot to me if you checked it out. Please, if you like this show and you want more like it, go to patreon.com slash bacon and eggs and you can support us like the $3 level, $5 level, $10 level, whatever you want to do. I mean, honestly, it's totally up to you. But if you like this show and it gives you value, then I feel like it wouldn't be the end of the world to give that value back. If you want to follow Ethan and I on the internet, you can follow me at Carlin and Ethan at Edge Hill Photos or at Wow Now. But I'm not going to tell you which is which. You're just going to have to figure that out. Because uh, I think if you search the other one on the wrong platform, then... You find like memes. Yeah. Everybody loves memes. Uh, And then what else? I don't know. Um, Nothing. Bye. Bye.